Hello, everybody. It's Thursday. Welcome to Hardcore Honeys presents hashtag NBA Twitter live once again this week with our takes on the best hashtag NBA Twitter tweets we could find this week. How's it going, Taylor? It's going good, actually, today. So how about you, Jade? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hanging in there. Um, There's lots going on. What's that? It's ridiculously hot here right now. Yeah, it's hot here too. It's stupid. Broke. Like we got to get through this as fast as possible so I can turn my air conditioning back on. I live in like an a hundred year old house that does not have central air. Ooh. So <laughs> I have an air conditioner literally right beside me, so I shut it off so that we could do our thing, and then Rapid it's got to go back on because it's super hot. Yeah. So before we get started. Uh, today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Hardcore Honeys recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And if you are going to sign up, make sure you let them know how you heard about them, Hardcore Honeys, and uh, you can go from there. We've been with them for about a week now. It's super easy. Everything happened pretty much instantly. So we highly recommend them. So diving right in this week, we're going to start with one of our favorite uh, things that we do on the show, which is your choice to keep or cut someone. Oh. We've got a tweet from at Elite Hero. You can keep two and cut the rest. So we've got Bam Adebayo from Miami, Pascal Siakam from Toronto, Jason Tatum from Boston, and Ben Simmons from Philly. Keep two cut to who you got taylor so for sure keep pascal hey cut bam okay i'm still not sold on him yet like i think he's a great player but okay. um i realized the other day i was thinking about i saw this post about ben simmons he reminds me of a baby lebron james or like a young lebron james in the fact where he passes he rebounds his shot is not that is not good. LeBron James jump shot when he got to the league, no. Skill wise, skill set wise, skill set wise, he's okay. a poor man's okay. LeBron James. I should say. I think I'm still with you. <laughs> what? I think I'm still with you. Yeah, skill set wise, he's a poor man's LeBron James. But I think so. Pascal and. Tatum. Yeah, Tatum. I had to do Tatum's Tatum. Your, your other one. You I go with those two. Yeah, Pascal and Tatum. Like two, three I years think- down the line, it can change, but right now, Pascal and yeah. Tatum. Yeah. See, I find that interesting what you said about Ben Simmons because maybe 
maybe skill set wise, there's some similarities with LeBron, but Ben is missing that other thing that LeBron has. That oh yeah, I I think privilege a little boy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like without that something to push him to be like, okay, I have to I have to be as good as I can be. I don't know. I I have a feeling that Ben Simmons is going to be one of those could have been kind of NBA stories. Well, when you have from the 76ers, you have like top four picks for five straight years or whatever, and you're getting a bunch of young players. You don't know where you actually fit within the team. You've almost borderline Wiggins situation where, okay, you're here. You're our team. Oh, wait, Joel Embiid's back. Okay, no, he's yeah. actually our team. We were just waiting to see how his foot was. Right. And that he had a role shift with it. I mean, I think he would grow better on a team, almost probably on a bad team, because he'd be forced to play better, like LeBron James did when he was in Cleveland. He had right. to be the team. And then, yeah, I can see that. yeah, so, and then mixing it with Embiid, he, he's too young. Oh, He's too young to officially le- uh, I don't know. Like I don't think it's an age thing with Embiid. I think it's just a maturity thing. Yeah. I mean Jordan was a rookie when he started leading the Bulls. Like that that happened from go. Yes. Right? So I think with Embiid and I've said this a bunch of the times before, it's a personality thing. Um but I think I, I just I think there's some incongruency with him saying he wants to be the best at this and he wants to be all defensive and he wants to be all these things. And on the other hand, it's like, oh well, this is just me. This is just how I'm gonna be. And I, I feel like he's missing the point that those things go together. And if they don't go together, you're not gonna get where you 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 think you want you're going to end up. Do you I think, think there needs to be a shift there for him. Yes, definitely. He need yeah. He needs a shift there. Do you think um, he's a stat stuffer? I don't think that. Um, I don't think he's doing that consciously. I think I think that to him is his way of asserting himself, maybe. And like uh, the way he he sees himself leading, similar to how Demarcus Cousins was in Sacramento, unsuccessfully yeah. though, and Un- yeah, unsuccessfully. That's kind of the key. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our next tweet. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit of New York Knicks. So <laughs> this comes from at Inspire Life. If the New York if I was the New York Knicks. I would trade for CP3. I believe a guy like Chris is worth more than the money he receives currently. I wouldn't be trading for him just to play, but I would have him groomed to be the next coach after he retires. Player coach to coach. What do you think of that take? I say no just because I don't want anything to go to the Knicks. (laughs) Until Dolan leaves, like I don't want like anything to go right just to prove on how bad he is at being just a human being and you know what i probably just got banned from the garden just because i said that i just got banned we love all opportunity 
to ever get sponsored by Madison Square Garden <laughs> Square Network. So sorry about that one, Jade. We lost out on a big money on that one. I think I'll be okay with that. Yeah. Um, but back to the tweet, though. Okay, yeah. so let's say we had uh, some foresight and we knew that Dolan was going to sell the Knicks next season. Okay. What do you think about the take if we remove Dolan from the equation? They almost kind of did it with Jason Kidd, except he went to Brooklyn. Right. Because I think I think Kidd retired as a Nick. Because that was his yes, he retired as a Knicks player. That was right at the end. Um so I could see that happening with Chris Paul, but at the same time I could also picture it being almost like a Derek Fisher situation where he went straight to player to coach in New York and he didn't even finish the first season, I don't think. So that's what I would be yeah. afraid of. I think, we, I think if we were to take the Dolan out of it all, there's a better chance that somebody gets to finish I a think, season or, yeah. dare I say, even two seasons as I head think coach. I think there would be a better judgment, too, because people with a basketball mind could actually look at it and be like, oh, wait. No, this let's not sign him because he's a name. How about we right. just get him because that's a good coach or what we need as a coach? Granted, they're also thinking of Tom Thibodeau. Right. So sure. Good luck with that, New York. Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> All they, right. It seems like every time we talk about New York, we have to end by saying good luck. So let's leave New York on that familiar note and move on to our next tweet. Uh, this one is coming from at KPJ for MVP, best undrafted player. Let me give it full screen Freddy. so you can see. Freddie. Freddie. Yeah. That was quick. Freddie. I like I it. I love Rocco. He was he was my favorite yeah. player when he's on the team. Amazing wing defender player. But we tried playing him at the power forward. It didn't work. And it really it really showed some holes in his game. Three-point shooting is super streaky. There's games he'll go like six for eight or something like that. And the next game, it's one for seven. And it's – I love him, but too streaky. Uh, Seth Curry is like the complete opposite. <laughs> like defense is streaky. But he's got great shooting. But Fred yeah. Van Fleet, just because after what I saw in the final or in the playoffs in general last year, yeah, I actually I think I, I had something about at the beginning of the year an article beginning of the season in October about I actually had Fred Van Fleet as sixth man of the year, barring any nice. injuries or whatever, putting him starter. I didn't know where if you guys were going to start him or not. So it's and that's saying a lot for Fred because as Raptors fans last year, we were like, when's Fred going to show up for the playoffs? Is Fred going to show up? Because <laughs> we got all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals before Fred kind of blew up. You know, okay. Was Fred that we we expect to see? So getting that kind of shout out even after such uh, un. Freddie like start says a lot. And was that like his first times like in the playoffs pretty much? Um, well, no, because the Raptors were a playoff team, have been How a playoff team the whole time he's been there. 
how many years has he been in the league? I think this is his fourth or fifth season. Okay. That's for his contracts up at the end of the season. Oh, he's going to be making money. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to pay him. I don't think he's going anywhere. He should. I hope he's not going. He should. No. Be a terrible move. I mean, when you can start two six foot guards who are neither the most athletic people in the NBA. When you can be, yeah. No, you're doing something right. When you can be successful with like 90s and 80s players' height at your guard (laughs) position and essentially same playing style in a league that's this athletic, if you're still successful with it, that means you're doing something right. Yeah, for sure. Okay, here's another hot take that has a lot to do with how insane this season has been. This one is coming from at opinionated underscore MJ. Fact, so he was replying to someone else. Um, But what we want to focus on is this part. If Zion Williamson played all season, Pelicans would be a top four seed out West. I stand behind that and, and would truly be a problem for anyone. I feel that way now anyways. If they get in, beware. So, oh, and his response was to at MG, uh, MG Rads. John Morant is rookie of the year no matter what happens in Florida. So I think we probably agree on that. Zion Williams is should not be in the rookie of the year conversation, I don't think. Um, but what do you think about the overall take? If he had been healthy and played all season, top four in the West. Four is the best situation. I think maybe, I think they are solid five just because, okay, you have that young talent with Zion and then Brandon Ingram, but then you also have the veteran leadership of one of the most underrated players in the league, Drew Holiday. And then they also have um, Derek Favors, who's also another solid veteran presence, and J.J. Redick. They have the perfect balance of youth and veteran leadership. So I could see that because the bit that we saw of Zion, it's like, oh, no, the hype is real. The hype is real with you right now. So I could see fourth seed at best, but I think they'd hover around sixth or fifth if he was healthy all season. Um, And I don't think my my thing of – Teams that are having their first year together as a unit don't make deep playoff runs. No. So I don't think the beware part is something I'm going to take seriously if they do get into the playoffs in the bubble. Um, I think they they might be a more difficult out than a lot of people would expect. Mm-hmm. But I don't expect teams like the Lakers and the Clippers and even the Nuggets are going to feel any kind of real threat from the Pelicans this year. Yeah, the Pelicans I can see do like get like maybe a win or two and it's like complete blowout because they play like a perfect game. Yeah. But it's going to be I feel like they're going to be a team that whoever it has to play them in the playoffs, it won't be fun because it's like, oh wait, I have to put forth some effort into this. I Like, yes, we're going to win it more than likely, but I still have to put forth some kind of effort with this. Right. So it's I, not I, going to be an easy sweep. Whoever no, goes exa- it's not going to be something like 
when you have Zion Williamson flying in at you, like that's going to take some energy out of you, regardless if Zion scores, dunks, whatever against you. Still going up against that body, going that fast, jumping that high, that hurts. Yeah. All right, so we're in agreement there. So let's move on to our next tweet. This one is coming from at all sports culture and hashtag NBA point guard tier list. Who's too high and who's too low. So I don't know how many people I would have moved from this. Um, probably Kyle Lowry. <laughs> that will come as no surprise to anybody who knows me, but what do you, is there anyone there that you think is ranked too high or too low? Like my only thing is Lowry, I think should be a tier three, but I don't know if there's anyone in a tier three that I would take down. Well, um, I don't know if there's any rules that it has to be that you have to move somebody into the space. Okay. Well then that would be my big thing is just moved Kyle Lowry into tier three and have it like that. Like my heart would be like, Hey, D'Angelo Russell's made the playoffs uh, <laughs> uh, twice or whatever. Like, yeah, but no, he's a tier four as of now. But what, do you, think of, what do you think of Kyrie as a tier two? I would put he is such a talented player, mm-hmm. but he will. This is coming from an armchair coach. <laughs> have to keep on making myself realize that I have no real say with any of this, but he's not a great leader. Yeah. He is. If you just let him play. Perfect. If that's all you need from him, I think that's the key. If that's all you need from him. Great example is when he was on um, the Cavs with LeBron, right? LeBron's obviously the leader of that team. You don't need Kyrie to do anything, but Kyrie thinks. He doesn't need to be a leader, which is not a thing that seems to come naturally to him. And we've we've talked about that before. We've said it a bunch of times. He it it doesn't feel like it's a thing that is innately part of his personality. He's trying really hard to get there, um, and I think how hard he's trying shows it doesn't ever feel natural. No. And his interactions with each team he's been on when there isn't a, an undisputed alpha, I think, seem to back that up as well. Because mm-hmm. I kind of view him as Kevin Durant in the aspect of Kevin Durant doesn't want to lead. He just wants to play basketball. Yeah. And that's, what's, that's yeah. what he's best at. Golden State had leaders. Oh, you're telling me I can just play ball and I don't have to care about media because... That guy over there, Steph Curry, is the one taking it all away from me. Perfect. Yeah. That's all I want. And it's funny as much as it, it's come out that that Durant was salty that Steph got all the media attention. I think he he misses the point that if you if that's what you want, you have to be approachable. You have to be likable. You have to be engaging. And if that is not something that comes naturally to you, you have a decision to make. Either you're going to be who you are, and that's that's a, that's a valid option, mm-hmm. but don't bitch about what you're not getting by 
exercising your right to not be outgoing and gregarious and engaging in that person that, that the media always wants to talk to. Like the reason why everyone wants to talk with Steph Curry, because he's charismatic, he's likable, he's relatable. If you want that media attention that Steph Curry has, put it on a smile, laugh at it, laugh at a, at a, at a reporter's joke sometimes. And heaven forbid, laugh at yourself once in a while. Take it. Yes. That's one of the most frustrating things I find. (laughs) A person that can't find a joke, can't take a joke about themselves, at least just like a handful. If they can't, that's a bad person. I know to leave them out of my life. They can't take a joke (laughs) on themselves. I am fair game. Make fun of me because nine times out of ten, I'm going to be like, that's a good joke. That's a good joke. Accept it. Kevin Durant putting the burner account really, that's what lost me. Not going to Golden State. It was to be like, hey, now stop making fun of me. I mean, Kevin. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. But, uh, and, and having grown up watching the NBA in kind of like, I feel like he's young enough that social media was a thing for his whole career, more or less. He was the beginning so, of it. So, yeah. He was the beginning of social media. Yeah. So, yeah. He's had so, it his entire life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we've got a, a comment from It's Zach Mack. Hey. Um, he says, unassuming seems to be the most universal characteristic of likable athletes by the media. Yeah. I'd have wait, to agree with that. Wait. Who? Wait. What? Repeat unassuming quote unquote unassuming seems to be the most universal characteristic of likable athletes by the media. Yeah. Right. So being like somebody like Steph Curry, like we were talking about someone that's unassuming, easily approachable, isn't too high on themselves, isn't too serious, just like real relatable. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's completely. And that's the, that's how I was surprised with some of, why Kevin Durant kind of fit with him for a that's a majority of the team. Draymond yeah. Green is annoying, but if you if you're friends with him, he's a wonderful person to be friends with. If you're I mean if you're on bad terms with the guy's a, a, yeah annoying as hell. But I mean and that's 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 kind of a lot of opinionated people, right? Being an opinionated person, I kind of know exactly. that. <laughs> no, and like that's the thing. Her, like I am a Draymond Green fan. I have since he was like doing the reactions on the bench with um, like Kent Bazemore and I can't remember another guy, but like they were the reasons why video games now include team reactions. Ever since I saw that, yeah. I'm like, I like this guy. I don't care if he just ends back of bench. If someone acts, if the back of the bench guy acts like that after a cool play, he's a, I like him. He's yeah. making the best of like, you know what? I'm not going to be playing tonight. I'm going to do some fun stuff so I can at least enjoy the game. And also you're engaging your team, right? There's a lot of camaraderie that goes along with that. And that's important. Like they're most winning teams. I shouldn't say most. That's not true because Kobe didn't always get along with his teams and Jordan clearly didn't always get along with his. But <laughs> there's something to be said. What's that? I said he took it personally. That's what he did. He <laughs> didn't. That's what he took it personally. Everything was personal. Um, but yeah, that adds something. Like when you know the guy on the bench who's a veteran, who's 
who's been around the block is going to be just as engaged in the game as if he was playing. Right. That's a quality that you want to have in, in somebody on your on any team. I think that's an asset no matter what. It's like signing the old guy on your base on the in baseball just to be in the dugout, just to be talking with everyone yeah. and making the game go by faster. Because even baseball players know, God, this is a long game. They love it. but They know it's long. So long. They know it's long. <laughs> they can love it. I'm totally fine with it. I don't mind baseball. But it is a long, it can be a very long game. So that's why you get that old veteran leadership with it. No, I see. I prefer my baseball as highlights on the news. That's that's that's, that's about as much baseball as I'm interested in. That's exactly. All right, let's go to our last let's go to our last tweet from the night. This one comes from here for at here for sports 13. Whoever makes the best meme using this gets to be in my bio for a week. So, <laughs> when it's loud enough to fart out, what did you say? It, when it's loud enough to let that fart out you've been holding in. <laughs> That's a good one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that together. I'm gonna put that together with the words on it later, <laughs> and we'll send it back to him, and we'll see. We'll see how it ends up. Um, I hope it's such like, one person. Sometimes the stills they get out of videos are just the best. Too and I saw that one and I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see what Taylor has to say about that one. <laughs> and I already had an idea with it. I, you know what? I was a little bit worried about putting you on the spot with it. But then I was like, you know what? No, he'll be fine. We're going to well, do yeah. this. <laughs> I saw the eyes and I was just like, okay. Madison Square Garden. Blah. Yeah. Farted. <laughs> it's loud in there. He's got his eyes rolled back. He let go finally. And it felt so good. And he's free throw line. No one's around him. He's got the space. He's social distancing. All right. I'll, I don't think there's a better place to end the episode than that. So that's our episode for the night, everybody. Thank you uh, for everybody tuning in live. For anybody watching the replay later on, thanks for taking the time. Um, we are expanding our reach for you guys so that you can reach us in as many places as possible. Starting tonight, this episode will be uploaded as audio wherever you listen to our main podcast. So uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, it's going to be actually because Google Play is going away. Um, we're also in the process of getting all our back episodes uploaded on YouTube. So you'd be able to check us out there, along with some of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Other podcasts are also getting up on YouTube. So make sure you head over there and check it out. Uh, keep an eye out for our next podcast. We'll be dropping next Wednesday, a uh, full episode at 1 p.m. We are going to be discussing who we think is going to make the playoffs of the teams fighting for a spot based on the seeding schedules. Um, and we'll have a guest as usual for that. So make sure you tune in, get our takes, agree with us, disagree with us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And until next week, when we'll be live again, stay safe, stay healthy. And hey, it's officially July. There's going to be basketball this month, people.
Hopefully. 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 I wasn't going to say that. I'm trying to be optimistic, Taylor. Knock on wood. <laughs> I, my, right, I got wood right here. There we go. I got my, <laughs> got my stand. Knocking on wood. Until next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>